Hi, this is Sammy Smiles, and I'm your host, Sammy Vance. This podcast is sure to leave you inspired and with a smile. Now let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the sixth episode of Sammy Smiles. I'm your host, Sammy Vance, and today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Amy Meek, and she is one of the founders of Kids Against Plastic. What they do is so amazing, and they help our environment so much. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to speak to you. Same same to you. And you guys are, are you guys in England? Yes, yeah, we're based in Nottingham in England. Wow, this is so cool. I think, yeah, because I'm in the US, you're in England, five hours difference, and it's so cool that we're still doing this. So thank you again. Thank you so much. Um, so for the first question, can you tell us just a little bit about uh, Kids Against Plastic and what it is? Yeah, definitely. So Kids Against Plastic is a charity that I founded with my younger sister, Ella, back in 2016. And we came across the issue of plastic pollution when we were studying the UN Sustainable Development Goals and were really shocked by just how big this problem was because it was quite a few years ago back in 2016 and plastic wasn't really talked about as much as it is now. And so we were just really shocked by the impact that our plastic habits were having on the planet and the fact that you know, this could be the same situation for other people. And so that's why we started Kids Against Plastic. And so we run things like our Plastic Clever initiative to encourage a more discerning use of single-use plastic. Um, we have a team of kids as part of our Kids Against Plastic club that we support with their work. And yeah, we're also picking up 100,000 pieces of litter. And so we're over 92,000 pieces there. <laughs> oh, wow. That is so amazing. I absolutely... Wow, that's really cool. I love that. Um, and just a really small question. Have you ever traveled to the US? No, I haven't. And I really want to because we've connected with so many amazing people in the US as well mm-hmm. over lockdown. And unfortunately, I've never been there. But I'm hoping that once restrictions start to be eased, that will be somewhere I can go. <laughs> yeah, well, if I ever go to England, I will make sure to visit you guys because... <laughs> Yeah, I think it'd be super cool to meet in person. I would love someday to meet like all of my friends that do really amazing things around the world and like meet together. That would just be so cool. Yeah, Um, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you come up with the name of your project? Yeah. That's a really good question, actually. Uh, And it it actually, when we first started it, we called up, we called it, I think it was or something which looking back on it sounds like such a bad name (laughs) and um soon after we started called it that we thought you know this just sounds really corporate it sounds like we're promoting plastic which is not the (laughs) it's not the message we want to give across Mm -hmm. and so we were thinking you know what's the core value of our charity if we really simplified it down what are we really campaigning for and it was for a reduction in unnecessary single-use plastic and it was being run you know it's a charity run by young people for young people so we just try and merge that into a name that was really simple for people easy to remember that really got across what we were about and yeah that's how the kids against plastic name uh, came up I think yeah I like that and I always like to hear like how people came up with um, the names of their projects and what they do because I like how there's always um, most of the time there's like a meaning behind it and mm-hmm. I think it's just so cool. And what you guys do is really amazing. And I love the name Kids Against Plastic because it's like pretty straightforward and then has a really cool meaning behind it. So 
I really love that. Um, so you were mentioning that you like accompl- uh, you guys are acing what you guys do with picking up litter and stuff. So what's one of your biggest goals that you have accomplished that you're most proud of? Wow, I think that, I think probably our work with our Plastic Clever Schools program has been mm-hmm. a really big thing for us because, you know, like you said, with the litter picking, we've got to quite a big, um, a big, a, a quite, we've made quite a lot of progress, sorry, towards our 100,000 goal um, over the past sort of five and a half years, which has been amazing. But litter picking for us has always been kind of more of an awareness thing because the solution to plastic pollution is never just going to be to sort of pick up all the litter there because that would be an impossible task with the rate that it's being replaced at. And so it's really just been mainly an awareness tool for us to raise attention to the amount of single-use plastic that's being produced and then littered. So I think that really the thing we're probably most proud of when it comes to what we've done through the charity is the amount of schools in particular that have signed up to our Plastic Clever Schools programme, because we've got over 1,050 schools in the UK who are a part of it. And we really try and help them to reduce their plastic usage through the simple stages of the Plastic Clever programme, and then also provide them with loads of free resources that they can use you know, in their in their school. And that's something that we've really put a lot of time and effort into. So it's been amazing to see that pay off. Yeah, I love that. So you guys do so many things to help the environment, like you're explaining. And again, congratulations on everything you do. I love it. And you guys are helping our environment so much. Um, you guys also have a book called Be Plastic Clever, which actually one of my good friends named Ryan Hickman he was also my first guest on my podcast, is in it. I love how this world is connected. And yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about the book and why you think it's so important to help save our environment? Well, the book is sort of an encapsulation of all of what Kids Against Plastic is about. So it's sort of got three key sections to it. The first is about education on plastic and how it's damaging the environment and how single-use plastics should really be avoided. The second section is about how we can do that as individuals and how we can try and make the changes in our lifestyle that will have a really big positive impact, probably bigger than we'd ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And then the third section is focused on youth activism and the power that we have as young people to really make a powerful difference in the world. And that's where amazing youth activists like Ryan come in. And I was really lucky to be able to interview loads of amazing young people who are doing work against plastic Um, from around the world on on what they do just to really get across that message that it doesn't really matter your age or where you are or what you're campaigning for that is the really important thing it's more the fact that you take action and you try and make a difference yourself as a young person and so that's something that I hope really comes across in the book and even if just one young person picks up the book and finds out a bit about plastic and decides that they want to take action themselves then that would definitely be a big win for me so I'm just hoping it will will be useful to other young people. Definitely, yes, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, you guys just make such a huge impact in a very positive way, and I love it. Uh, And what you were saying kind of goes along with my message. I like to say that you don't just have to be an adult to make a difference. You could be a kid, too. So that way, you know, it doesn't matter your age. You can make a difference no matter what. And, yeah, I think that's kind of cool that we do different things, yet kind of similar messages. So I think that's really cool. Um, also, I know that I've had other people uh, that I've interviewed on this podcast that you guys are connected with, like the Nest for Us. And I think that is just so, so cool that 
uh, like I said, this world is connected in such unique ways and coming together all as one to make a big difference and impact. I just think that's really amazing. So yeah, thanks for everything you do again. Um, I know that you guys do a lot to like reduce plastic and stuff. So can you tell us a little bit about that, uh, how other people can do it and how um, it's why it's important to do it? Yeah, so we always encourage people to become what we call plastic clever, which I mentioned earlier, but the idea of the plastic clever scheme really is to try and show people simple ways that they can reduce their plastic usage because, you know, plastic is everywhere. You just have to walk in the supermarket and try and do a plastic free shop. And you very quickly realize that trying to become plastic free is something that's often really time consuming, often quite expensive. And for most people, it's just really unachievable, you know, ourselves included as well, even though we're campaigners in this field. And so we really thought, how can we try and make this an issue that everyone can get involved in, in their own way? And that's how Plastic Clever came about. And so we try and encourage people to stop using four main items of plastic in particular, which mm -hmm. are plastic bottles, straws, bags, and then cups and lids. And the idea is that these are really simple items that most of us use without a second thought, and it can actually be really easy to reduce just by using reusable items instead. Um, and these items are in the top 10 of ocean plastic pollutants, despite the fact that we mainly use them on land, which really shows you how many of them we use and actually how easy it would probably be to try and cut some of these from our lives. And so we try and encourage individuals to become plastic clever, but we've also adapted the, the initiative to all sorts of different sectors, such as cafes, schools, as I mentioned, businesses, uh, festivals, even like our local council here in, here in the UK in Nottingham where we live, just with the idea that where there's anywhere where there's an unnecessary usage of single-use plastic can try and become plastic clever. And it's really just about trying to fit this uh, issue into your daily life and think which, which items can you reduce, which you can't, and then just going from there. Yeah, I love that. And something that I wanted to bring up is that um, this is a plastic, but styrofoam for our school. We used to use styrofoam um, trays and stuff, but recently they had switched to reusable ones. So I was excited about that um, yes. to know that just that, that little thing is making a big impact on our environment. And I think what you guys do, again, is just so cool. So um is there, like, before the rapid fire round, is there anything else you would like to say, uh, maybe projects that you do or how other people can get involved with what you guys do? Yeah, so we've got um, our Plastic Clever initiative, which I mentioned, but we've also, uh, we've got an app that we developed with a mapping agency called Esri, which people can use their log, their litter picks, which is really cool to see sort of these pins popping up around the world of people logging their own litter picks in their area, like in the US, in Canada, in Norway, across in Australia, just to see people around the world getting involved in that is so awesome to see. And we've also actually got our Kids Against Plastic Club, which uh, we had a meeting for this morning, actually, because we have fortnightly team meetings with the kids who are involved in the club, just to really share ideas on plastic, to share inspiration, education, and to build this mobilized network of young people around the world who are taking action against plastic. And so we've got over 120 members of the club, which is super awesome. And we have an award scheme to help um, support their work doing different litter picks and work with their schools and local area. 
And it's just so awesome to see kids of all ages just having that belief that they can make a positive difference and taking action for the environment as well. Yeah, I love that. That's what keeps me motivated as well, to know that people know that they can make a difference. And I think that's really cool. So yeah, um, if you're ready, then I'm ready to get on to the rapid fire round. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, so I'll just ask you a few questions and you can answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Um, what's your favorite color? Probably green. Nice. Favorite animal? I think a whale. I've, I've been a fan of whales basically, I think since I was like five years old. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Wow. I think, I don't know if this counts as a superpower, but I would really like to speak any language in the world. I think that's sometimes yeah. uh, mentioned as a superpower. I just think communication is such an important tool and I would love to be able to visit anywhere in the world and be able to communicate with people there. Yeah, that I thought was um, that same with me. Uh, something that I've been asking a lot of people actually is if, or would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to speak to animals? Oh, that's, that's a tricky one. I think I would still go with, with languages. Yeah. I think just because, you know, for example, like when I go and visit somewhere, I would try and speak as much of like the language as mm -hmm. possible. And I think it would just be really awesome to be able to speak to people because communication is such an important tool, especially for activism as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, what's your favorite food? I would probably say uh, my mum makes this really good like bean stew because we're vegan. <laughs> so it doesn't sound mm -hmm. very exciting, but I would have to say my mum's homemade food like that. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so would you rather always eat breakfast or always eat dinner? I think always eat dinner because I have a, mm -hmm. a very good habit of skipping breakfast. Same <laughs> with me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, are you more of a cat person or a dog person? I love both, but I'm allergic to cats. So I'd have to say dogs. <laughs> yeah. My brother's allergic to both cats and dogs. So sadly we can't oh, have no. you. Know. Oh. Um, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Wow, that's a really good question. I think I'd probably be a bird because I would love to be able to fly. Yeah, that same. I, yeah, I guess I didn't really think of that. That would be really cool. I think I would be a giraffe so that I could be taller than my younger brother for once. <laughs> that's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like a head taller than me and he's two years younger than me. So I'm like. Honestly, the same. My sister used to be like up to my shoulder. My sister's also two years younger and she is very close to overtaking me. Yeah. And I'm older so I'm a little bit worried about that <laughs> I know yeah like people think that he's older than me and I'm like no <laughs> but yeah so that was it for the rapid fire round um, but to follow your amazing journey where can people find you on social media so on social media we're on Instagram and Facebook as at kids against plastic and we're on Twitter as at kids v plastic and we've also got a website which is kidsagainstplastic.co.uk so you can find all of our resources and information on there as well. Yeah I was looking at your website the other day and I'm like wow this is so cool because I'm just like <laughs> scouting it out and thinking like I've spent a long time on it because I was just looking through everything and seeing how amazing it was. Um, oh, but yeah, <laughs> make sure to follow them in their amazing journey and then for the last question that I ask all of my guests what is something that makes you smile? That's a really lovely question. 
And I think that I really like that focus on positivity as well, because I think especially in environmental activism, it can be a really demoralizing field to work in, especially when we're not seeing urgent enough action on all sorts of environmental mm -hmm. issues. But we always try and focus on positivity through our charity and working together instead of against people. And so I would say that something that really makes me smile is seeing people come together to support issues like this. Uh, you know, whether it's environmental issues like plastic or whether it's wider humanitarian issues, I think really just seeing people collaborate and come together for a larger positive goal is something that is really encouraging. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And that makes me smile too, definitely. Um, but yeah, just thank you so much for being on here. And I really hope that everyone listening or watching this, I hope that this makes you smile. And remember that you don't just have to be an adult to make a difference. You could be a kid too. I hope you have a great day. Bye.